7.55 on Monday evening. It is July, I believe, 26. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Arms Boom and Leg Project. My name is Arms Boom and Leg. Happy to have you along for the ride. We're broadcasting live tonight from the beautiful studios of Little Heart Social in Amherstburg, Ontario. Happy to join you for the live stream on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And as always, you can comment below on all the topics that we're going to talk about tonight we got an awesome guest to bring you this monday evening we're still doing two episodes a week believe it or not here on the live stream so uh send in your suggestions for guests and content you can always email me directly armandboomenlag at gmail.com now speaking of awesome guests we actually had a show on friday and we talked to the man the myth the legend himself mr mark jones community advocate and international award-winning playground designer he was episode 13 of the Arms Movement Like Project. And if you missed it, it's on YouTube and Spotify. So check it out for yourself. And then this Friday, we've got another great episode. We're going to be talking to the husband-wife duo that uh, are synonymous with comics and DC Comics and Marvel Comics here in Windsor-Essex. They write and they draw for both major properties, Meredith and David Finch, with an awesome story on how I got to know these fine folks and uh, why they gave me one of the best presents I have ever received as a father in the last three years of being dad to my son, Liam. So I'm really excited to welcome these two folks to the show this Friday night. Even more excited to welcome my guest tonight on the program. He is somebody that uh, I've worked with for a number of years and does so much for the Windsor-Essex community. And he's part of a thriving and expanding auto dealership group in southwestern Ontario. Uh, it's an emphasis that he says it's all about customer service, staff, and supporting the communities that they operate in is absolutely vital to their success. He's a huge supporter of all things local, somebody that I'm proud to call a friend. He's a dad. He's a leader, community supporter, uh, and husband. Going to talk a little bit more about the automotive industry in these unprecedented times. Very excited to welcome Mr. Adam Lally to the project here live this Monday evening. Adam, what's going on, my man? Same old same. How's it going, Arms? I am uh, okay, brother. Okay. And it is a pleasure to have you on the program. A pleasure to kind of chit chat with you on the project today. So uh, yeah, last time I see uh, Lally Ford uh, out there a few weeks ago, I know we wrapped up our big fundraiser for the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society. Very happy to have you involved with that too, and the staff. So we'll get to a little bit about that. But man, Lally Ford and Lally Auto, this is an organization. Tell me how you got started in this crazy world of... Uh, I guess, automotive, all things automotive and, and the many dealerships that you guys have right across Windsor and Essex County. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I like to tell people that I have my PhD. So that means uh, Papa has dealership. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> my uh, my family's been, uh, been involved in the uh, auto business for a long time. My grandpa started a gas station uh, in 1946. Uh, when my dad got involved, he got the Ford franchise in uh, 1983. Um, and uh, so I graduated university and kind of uh, didn't have anything else to do and uh, started in the business uh, shortly after that in uh, around 06, 07. And uh, uh, I've loved it ever since. So it's been a big part of my life. And yeah, we've, uh, we've grown now. We have uh, nine rooftops uh, across Windsor, Essex, and Chatham-Kent. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, a business that I really love and love the customers and love the people that uh, that I get to work with every day. So, so this, yeah. is in your, this is in your blood, right, Adam? I mean, you grew, you grew up around cars in the business and, and you've seen it through the decades, right? I mean, I'm sure all the different styles of cars and all the different sort of trends in automobiles, which I want to get to too. So it really becomes sort of ingrained in you, right? 
Yeah, like uh, I don't know anything different, right? Like, uh, you know, my dad, uh, I was always after school, he'd pick me up and bring me into the dealership, right? And so I was hanging out in the showroom from a very young age and uh, crawling over all over cars, obviously going to the auto show and all that was, uh, you know, a big, a big deal for us that uh, and, and cars and everything like that. I always say, uh, you know, my um, my dad in my dad's world, there's like right up there with the man himself is uh, the president of Ford Motor Company. I think if, you know, if my dad had his way, uh, you know, if he says jump, my dad says that's the way to go. So <laughs> it's pretty cool, though, to see. I mean, you talk about the auto show. I mean, my grandfather on my dad's side, when he was alive, we used to make a annual trip over to the auto show in the late eighties and we used to go down to Kobo and it was kind of a cool deal, right? Coming from Windsor, which was sort of South Detroit still is very much an automotive area. Um, but to see that influx of automobile excellence, I think, especially during the late eighties and nineties, even to today, because things have changed so much too. Uh, I mean, getting to see something on our backyard, like the auto show, and I know it's changed over the years. I know we've covered it when I was working at the CBC about, you know, some of the technological advances that are happening in automobiles, which is just insane to me. Um, but we can talk a little bit about that too, but to be from that dealership lens, that family lens in auto to go to the auto show and to be involved in the industry. I mean, it must've been pretty exciting to see all the different developments over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal, you know, and we, I think, uh, you know, even locally, we sometimes take for granted how big of a deal that that auto show really is. Right. I mean, that's the, you know, for a long, long time, it was really sole number one in, in the business as far as the importance and on the calendar. And, uh, you know, there's so many great things about where we live, but I think, you know, that proximity to Detroit and, and all the cool things that happen over there is one of the things that, that I really love. And yeah, the auto show, it's, uh, it, it was, it was definitely a big deal. <laughs> now, when you look at the industry compared to when you got in right after university and you got in, started to, you know, work in the dealerships, get involved in dealerships. I mean, you guys have really expanded over the years. So what do you attribute that to uh, with the different brands and, and sort of that, uh, that pulse on the automotive community? Do you attribute that to, you know, this area, Windsor, Essex, and Chatham Kent being very much automotive driven, or is it a question of, you know, you guys as a dealership, as a family being connected to what families are needing and wanting in automobiles? Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, certainly um, this area has been great to us and, and uh, the, you know, definitely the area, there, there's so many uh, car lovers and, and auto workers and, and it's just, you know, automotive is kind of the heartbeat of, of our area and our economy. So, um, you know, that's been a big part of our success. But, uh, you know, and, and then the other thing, just generally overall and, you uh, in the dealership um, uh, business, um, there's been a lot of consolidation, and a lot of uh, um, dealerships are growing and and buying other dealerships. And you know, as we, you know, certainly margins and there's compression on margins and different, uh, you know, manufacturer demands and things like that. And so um, there's really been a kind of a search for synergy and and cost savings a little bit, but more just, you know, being able to, to scale your successes, right? So um, the, the beauty of the businesses is, is that a lot of things that work at one dealership can work at multiple and, and uh, being able to take advantage of that uh, across different dealerships and, and react and, uh, and grow has been a, a big part of our success. But 
we're you know obviously we uh, we're not the only ones doing it um, and growing. There's a there's a lot of successful players in our industry, but uh, um, you know we're we're we've been lucky to uh, to add add some great stores and some great brands and and more than that, most importantly, be the people. Just uh, um, it, without a doubt, the best part of the growth is that I get to uh, work with more and more amazing people every day. So that's that's and, cool part. And I think that's so crucial too, Adam. Right? Is 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 that? I mean, it's not like you're going to buy a burger, right? Or or even if you're buying a burger, it's like you kind of want to. And I got I got into this with my wife the other day. It's like I you know, I'm all about. I like customer service, and and I don't mind paying a little bit more or a bit of a premium. Quite honestly, not to speak to somebody who's a robocall or or you know to actually have that expertise in in the area where somebody can say yes, this is good for you. Really listen to my needs, try to figure out what's best for my family or my buying needs itself. And I think when you're when you are in the market for an automobile, I just remember the experiences that we've had even growing up. It's like I remember going into certain dealerships with my dad and. You know, you kind of get brushed off or you, you know, you're just like, oh, you're not buying today. OK, well, whatever. And then I remember the really good experiences we've had even growing up, even with my my wife and I buying a car now. It's like somebody trying to get to know what your needs and wants are and trying to get you through that experience. And that people connection, I think, is going to be something. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's going to be so crucial as we move forward, I think, post pandemic in a lot of sectors, too. Right. Because I think people are able to do a lot of that homework ahead of time. Uh, on the internet, they almost want to know to have that guidance to kind of walk, have somebody walk them through the process and, and really give them that personalized service, I would think. Yeah, for sure. I always say, you know, our business is as much about relationships and relationship building as it is about cars, right? Um, and that's that's a little bit cliche, but it's true is that, you know, especially now, like you were saying with, with the changes and the transparency and uh, um you know, even full of information through the internet, um, you know, you need to deal with somebody you trust when you trust somebody, uh, and, and a purchase this big, right. Um, we talk internally all the time, right. Sometimes we take for granted, we sell, we sell multiple cars a day or, you know, a car every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the people coming in, um, this, this is something they do once every three years, maybe, you know, maybe five years, maybe 10 years. And so, you know, what, what we need to be, we need to have a relationship with somebody. We need to establish that trust, um, you know, follow through on our commitments and, and, and make sure we're giving them good advice about a big, big purchase in their life. Right. And I think that goes back to, you know, I, I, I do, I do some work um, for Royal Page Binder right now, and uh, they're a great organization in the real estate market too. But I know talking to some of the brokers at, at Royal Page, it's, it's realizing that you're really trying to build and Yeah, it is very much making a sale, but it's also very much building that relationship with that person so they can become the advocate for you down the road to say, hey, you know what? I got really great service. Like when when I hear this from, from a real estate lens and certainly from an automotive lens, I think about back to my broadcast career and, and the things that I used to try to do for the public as well. It's like you want to leave people feeling good because then I think they're more able to advocate to say, hey, you know what? They've got great service. They're they're a really great, they got a really great show. They've got a really great, uh, you know, lease on on a building or whatever it is. It's like building that long-term relationship because then that's quite honestly the best kind of advertising you can get. A hundred percent. And, and you know, in our business, it, it's it's all about, it's not about selling one car, right? We, we need to, 
we need to sell we need to establish that relationship we need to be there uh you know for the servicing of the vehicle we need to be there when you buy your next car when it comes back right so um yeah the relationship is key and and real estate's a real similar uh you know industry right where everybody can look at pictures of the house can find the comparables now online um but a, a real estate representative can really add a lot of value right when they know the market they understand how things are changing you look at what's going on in, in real estate right now and in our area is just unprecedented in my lifetime and and uh and we're, we're kind of going through similar things with product shortages and stuff like that and in, in the automotive business too so um yeah the, you know that the relationship and that trust is is absolutely critical Adam Lally is my guest here on the Arms Boom and Leg Project. I'm very happy to have this fine gentleman on the show with us. A great community supporter of all things YQG. Got lots of ground to cover tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about those product shortages. And he's got the mug. I love the mug. Sporting <laughs> the Arms Boom and Leg Project mug. Uh, folks, I, I, shameless plug for these. Uh, shout out to my partner, Debbie, at Divinal Designs. She is selling these mugs for us. If you weren't aware, it's uh, $20 a mug. And the proceeds go to two great charities, the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House at Windsor Regional Hospital. So very happy to partner up with Ronald McDonald House and, of course, uh, my connections at the uh, Windsor-Essex County Humane Society, too. So we appreciate that. You can okay. comment, sh share. Sure. It's it's not not bad, right? It's a the, good the, mug. The beer tastes better out of this mug. <laughs> That's what I said to Mark Jones. Like Mark Jones, I, got, I hooked him up with a mug on Friday night's guest. He's like, Do I, are you drinking coffee at 8 o'clock? I said, you know, you put beer in there. A lot of, you know, sometimes I'll put <laughs> a little bit of uh, vodka OJ. Today, no, it's just we have crush at my house tonight. So oh, it's, nice. Uh, just I've just got water. I, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll have a couple of beers on the show. It's For as simple sure. as that. You know, just have a, have a little bit of back and forth there. Let's go to some of the comments coming in on our social media pages as we speak. Debbie chimes in. She goes, sounds like everything's working out great with Reams in LaSalle. Retired a few weeks after Lally joined, so he didn't get an opportunity to work with them. And that's something I know. I've got a couple of friends who work at the Reams shop on Front Road, just down the road from Amherstburg, where we're at. Uh, shout out to Brad Whip, good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was something that I think folks may not know is that uh, you're able to uh, acquire Reams, right? And uh, offer that sort of same level of service that you've 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 uh, offered but also combined the great service that you know Riem's always offered in LaSalle yeah so we, we partnered with the Riem family actually so um yeah it's hi Debbie that's uh awesome that you're tuning in and uh Debbie was a huge part of uh the success over the years at Riem's and so yeah the it's uh it's it's gone amazingly well and uh we've uh we've kind of always been fans of the Riem family from you know from a little little ways away they and they've always it, it always kind of seemed like they operated their business in a similar way to us and then uh when we had the opportunity to partner with them and and kind of join the the family there uh and got to know them and uh jen and craig and 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 uh you know since getting to know all the the awesome employees there it's just uh it feels like home it's 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 crazy how similar you know our mindsets are um you know they they take care of their their customers they take care of their employees and uh it's a people first business and so it's been a an amazing fit we don't we haven't had a lot of partners um you know financially invested um but uh um this it, it couldn't have really couldn't have been a better fit for us and uh jen and craig are just they're they're awesome they got tons of energy and uh just great people great great family people too and and uh yeah debbie uh it was it was uh too bad she retired like uh 
I think a month or two after I got there and I was like, well, hi, bye, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's not me, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, fun fun story about Debbie. Um, back in my CKLW days, long time ago before I got on the air, uh, I was doing their promotions at CKLW. This was probably 2005 to 2008. And uh, that's when we launched the AM800A team. And uh, Debbie was one of the first folks I worked with at the town of LaSalle at the time. She was still working at Reams, but she was also volunteering her time on the board for the LaSalle Strawberry Festival. So every time I used to bring in my um, my Chevy Cruze, uh, when I finally decided to purchase it, this is probably 2009, 2010, I brought in my Chevy Cruze. Um, I'd always talk to her about the Stra- LaSalle Strawberry Fest and then, of course, the car because she was just so, uh, so pleasant to talk to. So uh, Debbie, hey, thanks for the, the comments here tonight with Adam Lally. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you, Adam, is about uh, among the the changes in the automotive industry and the cool things that you guys have been doing as Lally Auto in the community is uh, something that's it's kind of plagued a lot of folks here. And maybe we can talk about the inventory and talk about the unprecedented situation we're in. Everybody uses that term for COVID, but with COVID, uh, Mark has a comment here and he goes, is it true that used car prices have almost doubled because of lack of supply of new cars due to the chip issues? So Let's address that. I know this has been in the media, the chip issue. Has that really been something that's been uh, on your mind and, and on the mind of your your dealerships with this quote unquote chip shortage right across, uh, I guess, the globe? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard to believe, really. But, uh, it, you know, that that would be the single biggest issue in our whole industry. And yeah, not just North America, across the globe. Um, we uh, there's there's literally thousands of vehicles that I know uh in ford's case there's uh they rented i think it's kansas speedway the nascar track uh just to store these vehicle these trucks that are built and need microchips so um yeah we have a, a huge backlog of of new vehicle orders and not too many on our lots um you know fortunately there's kind of enough coming in that we're able to um keep kind of keep going um but we wish i, I say all the time if things would be uh Things would be great if I had a thousand more new cars in stock right now. I'd love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't know. I wouldn't normally say that normally, you know, you, you don't, don't want any excess inventory, but right now it'd be great to have. But yeah, as far as used car value. So, um, you know, definitely there's a trickle down effect. The other thing that uh, has a huge impact uh, impact on our used car market is the U.S. Uh, um, economy in the U.S. market. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of our used vehicles, specifically trucks and SUVs, um, when they come in on trade, they end up uh, being sold to to the American market just because the exchange rate and um, and and really U.S. Uh, the in the U.S. the used cars generally bring a higher uh, value as a percentage MSRP, and so um, certainly uh, used used vehicles have come up in value. They haven't doubled, um, but there's uh just seeing really weird stuff we, we've seen where people have bought cars and uh you know come into trade don't like it bring it back three months later and we're giving them more than they paid on trade <laughs> like wow it's uh i've never seen vehicles appreciate and it, you know normally i say it's a car is not a good investment right there's very few vehicles that uh are ever going to appreciate but uh in the last six months we've seen some of that and uh, so there's some used vehicles that are transacting at higher prices than used vehicles across uh, North America. So, or sorry, used vehicles that are trend like so, then their new cap sure. counterparts. So yeah, crazy. Do you think this is a 
I mean, here's here's the thing. I've talked to a lot of folks, and 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 I'll get to my my car story in a minute. But I talked to a lot of folks to talk about sort of the world we live in now with COVID, and and the fact that you know there are shortages in a lot of things. Like I, I mean, I take Liam to Walmart every Sunday here in Amherstburg, and him and I go shopping, and we always go to the toy section, and the toy section section looks like it's ravaged, and it's been like that for months. And there might be two or three sporadic things, action figures, Hot Wheels, and new that we'll get to kind of look through, but I haven't ever seen it that bare uh, before. And granted it's toys, but you know, you take a look at, you know, what this means down the road, generally speaking, is this, is, is this a symptom of the COVID situation that we're in globally? Or is this, is this have to do with, uh, I don't want to say climate change in, in your opinion, Adam, but is, is it, is it just, you know, not getting the supplies? Is it a trickle down effect to like how, how long can we expect this? Do you think this is going to continue? Yeah, you know, there's some forecasters that say, uh, you know, into next year, we're going to still see supply issues. But, you know, we're hopeful that in this fall, we'll start to see a little bit of that loosening. Um, but, you know, really, I think what it's a symptom of is is uh, the 2008 recession, right? And uh, what we went through there. So um, at that time, in the automotive industry, there was a lot of factories you know, that were underutilized. Um, and then they, they had a lot of different suppliers. There was, you know, 10 suppliers for steering wheels, right? They'd have 10 different suppliers and they were paying 10 different prices. And so what there was a lot of contraction that went on. And really, I think this is just a, a symptom of the supply chain is so fragile that, you know, they might have one supplier for these microchips, right, per manufacturer. And so, and, and that whether that's microchips or, uh, you know, I've, I've heard there's resin for plastic shortages, things like that. Um, there's shortages across the board, but I think it really, the, the supply chain globally and within the automotive industry and without is just so, has been so cost crunched and so run so lean since 2008 that uh, there's no excess, right? And so when when there's a lot of shutdowns that happened last year, it just, they can't, they're running three shifts already, right? You can't, there's no, no more hours in a day to make up the lost production. So, uh, Eric, uh, who's a good partner of ours on the show, Eric and his team from Eyes on Windsor, uh, are also, uh, par- partners with the Arms Boom and Leg Project. We launched that on Saturday. So what that means for folks who are watching the show is you'll be able to get sort of a synopsis of what the show is about, uh, through a web article form. And you're going to see a lot more of the content that they have on our program as well. So we're happy to partner up with that local website that is all things Windsor Essex, eyesonwindsor.com. But Eric watching the show tonight saying, I hope the chip shortage gets uh, sorted out soon. Would be really nice for local auto workers to get back to work. Uh, Hope the rumor of building a chip plant possibly in Windsor happens. I mean, that would be kind of a great kick in the pants if that were to happen in the Windsor area, I think. I mean, we're so known for the automotive sector already. And I know that, uh, you know, things go back and forth at Windsor Assembly Plant and, uh, It'll be nice to, to see a little bit more investment come to the city since we're so good at doing that already in terms of the automotive sector. For sure. And there's already the skilled workforce here, right? That's, uh, you know, there's 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 a ton of benefits for manufacturers looking at, at this, our area. And yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd love to see um, just about anything, but, you know, if there's a chip plant, I'm sure, uh, you know, right now that'd keep everybody going. So... <laughs> We got, um, we moved in our place here in Amherstburg back in 2018 when we got my son Liam home from Sick Kids. We were in South Walkerville, right beside Windsor Regional. So we moved out to Amherstburg just before the market went crazy. Um, and we're very happy in our home. But my wife, God bless her, 
she ends up uh, getting some new appliances for the house. And I'm the type of guy where it's like, listen, if you're getting a fridge, if it's got a freezer and it's got the fridge part, we're good. Well, she comes home with the deli tray, you know, where you got the deli tray that pulls out and there's a cheese tray and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. And it's even got the water where you put the glass in. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can get behind this. So lo and behold, we use it for three years. It's fine. Uh, beginning of the summer starts. And uh, one of the chips inside the deli tray has gone haywire. So when then we call up the company, company sends a service guy out to see it. And he's like, I could fix this within a day. It just, I can't get the chip. Like, and we're like, okay, so what, a couple of weeks? He goes, I don't know. I don't know when we're getting it overseas. So, I mean, it was kind of a kick in the pants for me a bit. That was because it's like, for you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Well, then, because it's, you know, our luck, right? Because I was, and then, you you know, and, and you guys must get this at the dealership all the time, right? People go online and then they'll, they'll try to find different reviews or like there'll be forums of different things, right? So then I read our, mod, our model of fridge and it's like, and then the chip went down and then the freezer went down. And I'm like, man, I just bought this like three years ago. Fortunately, <laughs> knock on wood, it's okay. But yeah, you're right. No sandwich for me. And then because that doesn't work, the water thing doesn't work too. And I know this is first world problems, but it's like, you know, we called for an update and they're like, we don't have no update. There's no, like, we're trying to get the chips in here as soon as you can. So, yeah, I mean, part, a- it, part of me, Adam, it's like, I just kind of want to go back to those days where it's like just the fridge and just the freezer and you're good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like bells and whistles, but at like what cost? I yep. mean, I'm just old man arms coming out here in a second. Well, but. Have you seen they make fridges with uh, screens on them and like yeah. uh, they listen to you. You can tell them your grocery list. Yeah. It, and it's an interesting comparison to, uh, to vehicles, right? I mean, uh, I think I read an article a couple of years ago about fridges out how, you know, one day people will replace their fridge because it, you know, they want the new firmware for the screen and uh, rather than because they want, you know, better because the old one wasn't cold enough or whatever, yeah. they're going to replace it because they need a new interface. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I it dates us or something or like old man arms and Adam here, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just part of me is like sometimes simpler to the better, but. Yeah. I, I hope the chip shortage, uh, you know, and the same thing. I mean, it spills over. I said many times here on the show, and if people have followed me through the years, I'm a huge video gamer, and you know, I've been kind of having my eye on a new Xbox uh, Series X, but like, I'm not paying a scalper nine hundred dollars for this new system. Right? Yep. Like, I'll wait till it comes out. But I mean, <laughs> speaking of technology for video games, uh, for video games, it's, it's always improving. But for cars too, um, you know, I had a chance to test drive some of the new GMC stuff, and it's it's pretty wild. Like. Talk about some well-built material too. Like we, we've always been GM people in, in my house. My father-in-law was a GM employee worked here, uh, up until the uh, plant closed on Walker Road up until I think just before it closed in 2007. Um, and same with my, my mother-in-law as well. So we, we've always had GM cars. Uh, it's pretty incredible to see some of the interface that's available now. Like I, I was driving a 2017 Terrain and it had a decent touchscreen. It wasn't like, if you compare, I mean, back then it was like state of the art and that was 2017. But I mean, it was kind of, I don't know, it was 2017 technology. And then you go to 2021, it's like so intuitive and the touchscreens are so fast. It's like you're using an iPhone in your dashboard. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Yeah. The, and then, then, then there's screens on your, you know, where your speedometer is. There's a, two screens there. There's, you know, a screen here. There's, it's crazy. Yeah. That, you know, definitely we're moving to the age where, you know, we like already, I mean, in our service department, like updates, software updates are a big part of, you know, our day, just updating software. Like, 
you know, are, uh, they're basically computers on wheels. I, you know, I see the, the comparisons all the time where the, I think the shuttle, the first, you know, space shuttle had less complexity than the current, you know, Ford F-150, right? And, That's uh, right. and, and you consider that, that, you know, those are, we're selling thousands of those right across, across the country. And yeah, it's, uh, the technology is certainly impressive and yeah, we, you know, the, it just it it's it's literally it's very similar to an to an iPhone, right? They come up with a new a new sync system, a new uh, you know you connect, or they all have their different branding. All the manufacturers and they all do a great job. But yeah, the the other thing you mentioned, uh, you know, with the GM brand, the fit and finish, and uh, you know how far the products come that way is just it, it blows my mind. And you know the gentleman, or, or I don't know, I can't remember if there's somebody that that's an auto worker. Uh, watching like it just you know the tolerances and things that they have at the plants now um, it, it, it's just crazy like you think uh, a high-end luxury car from five years ago it, it, now that fit and finish is on on every you know on our uh, uh, base model models you know, GM whatever you know they're all, the they're all amazing the colors now are so much nicer though. <laughs> so, like, like I was looking at like my first car that I had, like I, I, my first car I ever had was, it was a, I think 2005, 2006 Sunfire. And it was like the GT Sunfire, but it was like a champagne gold. And I thought it was like the coolest thing going. Right. And I, I rode that car into the ground for sure. But I look at some of the co the colors that you can get now, like just the types of the, the metallic black and, it's really cool to see cars, even the, the difference from the 2017 terrain to 2021, it went from like sort of like the boxier kind of look to more rounded. And and it's neat to see. And I'd love to know like a little bit more about the process, right? I'm sure that they would, their designers at the different dealerships and and the, uh, the brands, the different car brands from Ford, GM, whatever it is, they get to take a look at, you know, what the styles are and the wants are. And they, they, they must go through some sort of like customer service rating right like saying does this work does this look good i mean that's probably a whole process right oh yeah yeah i think they you know i don't know the exact process but i know it they have uh you know test marketing and stuff like that where they'll get 20 people in a room and show them different grills and different headlights and different parts of the car and get feedback and stuff like that and yeah it's interesting it's uh it's ref it's constant refinement really like you know every the, and it's such a competitive industry, you know, that, uh, you know, it, there's so many brands and so much selection for the customer that like it, manufacturers now are releasing new product faster than they ever have. Like every, you know, every three years and that used to be every five, right. Or every 10. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, the pace of improvement is just, it just keeps getting quicker and quicker. And, and the technology drives that too. I think, you know, that, that, uh, like we're we're conditioned now from a product perspective you know like you know we just know that stuff is going to double in capability every couple of years right your old your xbox the graphics were like this and your new xbox oh, yeah. it's you know like that and so we expect that same kind of improvement from uh from cars and and uh and they have to deliver right 
Adam Lally is my guest on the Arms Movement Light Project tonight. Very happy to have him on the show. Uh, you can comment in the feed. We're getting a lot of comments in. And you can also uh, check us out. The rebroadcast of this will be on our YouTube page. And you can also download this as a podcast, usually up within an hour after the show is done. You know, I wanted to talk about some of the changes that uh, the Lally Auto Group has implemented, Adam, uh, because of COVID-19. Um, some of the things that you have had to do since everything happened back in March of 2020, and and how has that impacted sales, and I guess really your service at uh, your different locations right across Windsor, Essex, and Chatham Kent. Yeah, so it's it's been a you know it's been a, a wild year, and um, you know for the most part um, we were deemed essential uh, from a service operation standpoint pretty early on, um, and. Uh, went to appointment only and different, you know, precautions and things like that. But uh, we were able to operate uh, in service pretty much straight through. Um, definitely, you know, demand wasn't, wasn't when people aren't driving as much and people aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, the, the demand for service and oil changes went down a little bit, but uh, um, you know, last summer we opened back up in sales. We had, I think, uh, June or July last year were some of our best months across the board and across wow. the industries for sales. It just, uh, there was a lot of pent up demand. And, um, so that was great. We caught up, you know, some of the losses, uh, for March, April. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always a big proponent of not getting too far out over your skis and not thinking too far, you know, you kind of, in this business, we really run on a month to month, right? So we compare ourselves against other dealerships and, uh, and, and ourselves in previous, you know, same period last year, right? So we're looking at how is our, how is our July 2019 versus 2020 versus this year. And so, uh, so we really tried to do that a little bit, even more than normal, but, um, you know, what, one thing we did early on, we'd, we'd actually had some plans in place to, implement a digital retailing strategy so that you know allow people to shop and buy cars online um and so i uh i remember it was about three days in and i'd emailed my uh my rep from this company and i said okay you know i know we're trialing we had trialed it at uh, one location uh and i said okay we're i don't need to know the results of the trial we got to get this rolling here across all the locations real quick right so um, we, we came up with that. We called the platform shop and go. And, nice. uh, so that's been a, a real positive, you know, impact, not, not, uh, uh, not a huge percentage of our customers are, are following the process completely online. Um, but I think it's a better experience even for those that don't, they can get even more information on their own. They don't have to, you know, um, they don't have to visit the store in a lot of cases they can, they can play around with different payment options and different packages and that type of thing on their own. And, uh, and so that's been a real positive thing. Um, and yeah, so that, you know, we, we've learned a lot over the, over the years. And I think, you know, we're, we're definitely better off for it. it it's just, uh, you know, but we're still on that month to month thing where we're just, uh, you know, trying to take care of, uh, take care of the next month and we can't worry about, you know, worry about tomorrow and uh, tomorrow. Right. It's interesting because I, I know there's a lot of pent up people looking to do things. Uh, and I, I think we saw it last year at this time. Certainly I know with, with the border sort of in limbo right now, um, you know, some people are still traveling and they have that option too. And they're doing, I mean, I can't even keep up with some of the guidance anymore. Quite <laughs> honestly, it's just make your head spin kind of thing. But 
uh, I know for us, it's like we we try to stay a little bit closer to home, uh, try to rediscover Ontario a little bit more. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we took Liam up just outside of London in the uh, just near Sarnia area just to go for a bit of a drive and kind of check things out. We've never really been out there, make a stop at Parks Blueberries, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, I would think that there's more of a push to have, especially if you have a family um, and you're able to fit it into your budget, you know, a nicer vehicle because I, I'd imagine more and more people are probably staying close to home, right? They're, they're thinking long-term about what may happen in the fall, winter, um, the benefits of maybe staying closer to home and driving somewhere to get away for a bit. Yeah, well, like much the same, you know, uh, I, lots of people, I think, with their house, right? You, you said, I don't need a big house. We're always traveling. I spend all my day at work and then, you know, the light uh, fl- uh, switch changes and now you're you're working from home staring at the right. you know the uh your four walls the whole time and uh yeah. everybody's getting sick of <laughs> sick of their house and want something bigger and better and cars you know same thing right and uh um it, you know definitely i think the other thing it does is you know it really you know there's lots of things in life that kind of remind you of how uh how precious it is right and how you know you just got to take advantage of every day and to me this is this is one of those things that you know and i, I think a, a lot of people are going you know man i what am i waiting for you know i've wanted to buy a new f-150 for 15 years you know and like what am i waiting for you know i could yeah. could get covid and you know and whatever you know so i think uh that type of thing and certainly what what you're saying and i you know you don't realize how many destinations are are real close right and i I know you know i haven't been to been able to go to my family's cottage for a couple years now and you know not sure when we're going to get to go but that's a long car ride uh, (laughs) especially with kids right (laughs) yeah yeah you do not want a small car (laughs) no 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 you need some time and even it's just a comfort level too right you just want to make sure that you've got room to stretch and and kind of enjoy things. I will say this, you know what car really caught my eye? Like I said, we've been GM people for a long time, but one this one is just the new Ford Bronco. Like <laughs> yeah. the Bronco to me, it's like when they announced Ford was bringing the Bronco out again, I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, OJ, right? You're thinking like OJ <laughs> way back when, right? But then I saw it and I was like, man, that's badass. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, have you had, for, my question is one, have you had a chance to drive this yet? And two, are, is there a big demand for this? I mean, it's a bit of a, bit of a throwback but i think i think it's a nice ride yeah yeah i mean they they did it completely like they hit it out of the park it's just an awesome awesome vehicle we you know we haven't been this excited for a vehicle a new launch for a long time i I can't remember it and you know so yeah we've got a ton of orders in the books of course you know of course it's delayed like everything else it seems like you know they keep pushing it back and pushing it back and we've got a lot of customers that you know, are, uh, are patiently waiting, but, uh, yeah, I think we have something like 60 orders in the system for it. Like just, uh, you know, a huge amount of demand and excitement around it. It's, uh, it like, it, it just looks so awesome. You I mean, re- removable doors, removable roof. It's, you know, it's got those big tires off-road capable, like it's, it's, cool. it's just super cool. Yeah. 
Um, Adam Lally is my guest on the show tonight. Uh, very happy to have him on the program. Nicholas says the new Bronco is awesome. So I got to, like, when soon as you guys get one in stock, I got to swing out there and I got to give that guy a whirl. Uh, that'd be pretty <laughs> badass to try. Uh, very happy to have him on the show. Huge supporter of all things Windsor Essex. Um, Want to talk about that too, because I think a lot of folks, they hear about sort of the corporate initiatives that come out through different organizations. They're like, okay, cool. This business is involved. I get it. But when I got to really get to know what the Lally Auto Group was about, and see their connection to the community, not just in Windsor, but certainly Essex County and Chatham-Kent as a whole. Uh, I was really impressed to see the kind of grassroots engagement strategies that you guys put in place because, you know, you have employees that have these different types of uh, charities and nonprofits that they are a part of. And I know you encourage them to get involved in those particular um, uh, organizations. But I want to start with one that you were very instrumental with last year and certainly lending some support this year as well. It was the June 27th miracle. I mean, this was something I think um, you guys helped pioneer. And then again, Mark Jones coming on the show on Friday night. I know you were involved with them too. So, so what is it? Is it, is it a, is it like a no brainer for you guys to say, yeah, let's get involved when these things pop up? Um, Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, don't, I wouldn't, like everything, I wouldn't say no brainer. Everything we put, we try and put thought into everything, but uh, um, we just I, like to me. If 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 there wasn't a lot to do, like if I had nothing to do in a day, I, I would love to spend the whole day just just working on stuff like that. I think it's awesome, and and you know, you and I have really kind of clicked on that. As far as you know, I, I know um, how genuine you are with with everything you you do and say about the community because you you know you're living it so certainly better than than i am and and i'm i'm just doing a small part but uh you know i just love love our community and um it's it's just you get inspired by different things right and and the people that are making a difference and um you know when you when you see there's certain points in your life when you have an opportunity to help and then you have an opportunity to kind of see that it made a difference in somebody's life. And like, there's just, it's just the coolest thing you, you could ever have happen to you. Right. Um, and, and you can you know, you don't always have that, like, um, you know, give and take kind of relationship with it. Right. Where you can sure. like get that gratification personally. But, uh, um, I, I've, I've found some of the most rewarding days of my life have been, you know, when we've, when we've done different things and, gotten involved in the community. So yeah, the, the June 27th miracle was a, 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 you know, great example of that and, and uh, was really proud to be, you know, a small part of it or whatever part of it I was. So. And then you teamed up with us at the Humane Society, which I thought was totally awesome because I know, uh, you know, me coming into my position at the Humane Society, I, I, I'm a firm believer, believer that the way we move forward, I think as a society and, and certainly as a region, Windsor-Essex is we support each other, right? And if there are opportunities, I think, where you can work together for a common goal and really fill, build that foundation for a strong relationship into the future, I think it's so crucial. So when I came knocking at your door, uh, virtually, of course, uh, and, you know, in May, uh, you know, we could kind of sign something, set something up to, to work with Jerry and yourself and, and Steve and Tom as well, uh, great folks over there and at Tilbury Auto Mall. But I mean, that was kind of cool that you had your staff kind of uh, really and really your customers engage them and fill a couple of vehicles with supplies for the Humane Society as well as give us uh, monetary donations, which goes a long way. So, uh, I mean, it was just nice to see that and then have you guys see a little bit of the work that we do at the Humane Society as well. 
Yeah, it was really cool that we got to go that day and, and kind of see the facility. And yeah, it, uh, you know, when, when we shared with our staff that we were going to be doing the, the initiative, the little initiative that we did, uh, everybody was, was really excited. We have, uh, you know, we, uh, we actually have a section on our webpage uh, that uh, our digital marketing team uh, set up on every store's webpage. We have a section called where there's staff and there's a section for fur babies it's called <laughs> and, uh, so like i joke it's like uh you know we we like to keep the pictures of staff updated and i said you know it's important people want to see your faces and you know this is the most important part of our, our website is the staff page right and uh so to get but to get somebody to take a picture for the staff for our, our meet the team page it's like pulling teeth, right? Nobody wants their picture online and, oh no, it can't be today because my hair is this. Or, yeah, I got to look like well, this and yeah. Well, you know, I got to wear the right shirt. But uh, but we asked for pictures <laughs> of their pets and they're like, yeah, like how many do you want? Do you want 20 pictures? Like, Yeah, I got them in costumes. I got them yeah, in with a yeah. new haircut, whatever one you need, right? Yeah, yeah. We we're like, yeah, no, just one picture is good. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, the work that the Windsor Essex Humane Society uh D does is amazing and the team that, that's there that uh you know we get to meet the other day is awesome and and you know you, you should be proud to be a part of that and 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 was i was real happy that uh in your new role there i think that's that's awesome and uh yeah just a, a nice uh, a fun little campaign we did and certainly yeah the staff were uh, our whole team was excited to be a part of it so yeah yeah it's so great I, I you know I, I said it to you then uh last friday when you were there and you know we can't do what we do at the humane society without folks like yourself and your team right so um i i'm hoping this is the start of something down the road too that we can work on uh, pun intended uh <laughs> but uh you know i just think it's just, it's it's incredible all the stuff that you give to the community and Chantel comments on linkedin and says adam and his team at lally auto group and tilbury auto mall have had so many charities uh, from the little girl selling lemonade in support of Terry Fox Foundation, sponsoring locally run national events like the Walk to Make Cystic Fibrosis History. So, I mean, that's cool. I think that shows that how community focused you guys are. And I think when you, like you said, it's when you pay it forward, you know, folks can kind of feel that authenticity. You're not just trying to, um, you know, sell them something or, you know, it, you're actually saying, yeah, you know what, we live, we work in these communities and we actually, you know, care about what happens. Mark says, I've got to, uh, Watch the rest of this later, but thank you, Adam, for inviting me to help organize the miracle. One of the hardest, but but best experiences I've ever had. You two are my favorite people. <laughs> Can't wait to watch the rest of this later. Love you guys. Love you too, Mark. Um, Mark's awesome. Yeah, solid dude, right? Yeah. So, are, are you excited about the future for for the automotive industry? Like, do you? Are, I mean, good things on the horizon, COVID or no COVID? For sure. Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, we're we're really invested in the future and, uh, and committed to it. And, you know, we think, you know, we think, uh, that there's, that there's big things ahead. Obviously there's going to be big changes, electric vehicles, uh, the technology landscape, um, you know, the, the best and worst part of this, the business that, that I'm in is change. And, and so every day there's, there's new challenges, there's new, you know, there's a curveball thrown your way and, and, you know that can get that can get old sometimes but it's never dull and uh you know i think one of our strengths is that we're able to adapt you know and we've got when you have good people that make good decisions you know whether it's an electric car or uh or a, a touch screen or a 
transmission. You know, the, their problems can be solved, right? And and uh, I think I think we have the best team in the industry across our dealership group. And uh, and yeah, so I'm excited. I think bring it on. <laughs> And, and I should say kudos to you and the team, too, for uh, I know you guys are doing some really great stuff with my buddy Steve Bell, uh, sports broadcaster, voice of the Windsor Spitfires. Um, just before we wrap up this hour, you got to You got to tell me, what's it like working with the Beller and, and doing some <laughs> sports with them, too? Yeah, you would know, like he he is exactly who you hear on the radio. Like he <laughs> he's he's one of the, the most fun guys I've ever had a chance to meet and uh, get to know. He's just He's like high energy all the time, like positive all the time. He's, he's just, uh, he's fun to be around. Like he's, he's, he's an awesome guy. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I just glad I reached out. I, when I heard he had a, uh, his get her done truck was getting old there. I, I was like, man, I got to get a hold of this guy, you know? And I, I, uh, yeah, we just, it was kind of, it feels like it was meant to be, he's a Lally Ford type guy. And, uh, and a truck guy and yeah we just uh, we have a lot of fun with steve and and certainly you know he's he's been through a heck of a year himself there so yeah. you know we're, we uh we give him a good deal on a truck and and he helps us out in the community and uh and supports us as well so we uh we really appreciate the the uh relationship that we have with steve and yeah he uh just you know it's a lot like you are it's like you just you know you are who you say you are and and uh you know there's no ulterior motive and and uh that's why people love you and that's why people love people like steve right like it just oh, god bless you, you know, yeah no i i you know i at the end of the day it's like i said to my wife at the beginning of 2021 man is like going forward i'm gonna be 40 this year right and anything i do in this life it's like i'm gonna get i'm gonna rely on my spider sense right and and i want to be around good people with good intentions um, who are trying to do some good and anything else, honestly, in my life is just noise. So it's like, you know, when we, we started talking and then when I landed at the humane society, it's like, well, this is going to be a good fit. But I, like I said, I am well aware of the fantastic work that you guys do in the community. I'm well aware of your, your commitment to customer service, which I think is so crucial. And, uh, I'm just blessed to know you. Right. And I think the community is better to have individuals like you who are not only running organizations like Lally Auto, but also investing in the communities in which they run the organization. So I think you should be very proud of everything that you and your family have set up for for the area, not only for your staff, but your customers, too, because I see some of the reviews on the uh, on your Facebook pages. And it's great. People love I mean, even in the comments here, too, I had a couple of folks uh, tonight, including Mary, saying Lally Ford is simply the best. We now love Ford. So. Uh, I think that's a testament to what you guys do too. So uh, funny story about Steve, um, the Beller himself is going to be on my show, this show in a few weeks time for an extra large broadcast. And when I say extra, extra large, we usually try to go maybe two, three hours. I was going to uh, say, yeah, you're going to need so, more time. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be like gloves off. And, you know, Steve and I have known each other since 2002, right? When I first started at CKLW and a little bit over the last couple of years, we've we kind of drifted apart, you know, me going in one direction with my career and, you know, him still staying up until this year and on traditional radio. But I'm glad that he's back with the spits. I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, and you're right. He's just a guy is like the Energizer Bunny when it comes to sports. Like there's no like with anything, there's no shutting him off. So I'm very excited to welcome Steve on the show. But yeah, I, I tell you what, um, I'd love to have, circle back with you, uh, you know, in a couple months, maybe do another check in with you guys, at Lally, and uh, have you back on the show. Maybe bring Steve on. Uh, I don't know. Shoot the breeze. See how it's going. You yeah, know? we'll see. 
I said though at this, you know, when we talked the other day, I said I, I feel bad for your other guests. I'm like e easily the le the least interesting man in the room here. Wait, like, are you kidding? Some of your guests have been like, it's an honor to be to be on your show and to talk with you. But uh, dude, I, no. I, uh, it's <laughs> this, this show is you. This I mean, just the comments, the likes, the views that we got on the show. Um, it's just we want to have some fantastic people on the show and you qualify as that too. So, I mean, a very interesting talk and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have you on the program. So thank you for spending some time with us tonight. More than welcome. Thanks for having me, Arms. Uh-oh, uh Arms needs to host one of our staff bingos. That could be a rain. <laughs> I tell you what, we move forward with a little bit of uh, promotion we've got coming up in 2022 with Lally Ford and the Humane Society. Maybe that's that's the deal. Yeah, you <laughs> You don't even know, but you're, you're already you're already signed up for one of those. We've got you penciled in. So. <laughs> just that's what I love about Zoom now. You just get text me and be like, "Dude, you're coming up," and I'm like, right, "Come downstairs, and let's go." Yeah. Right? I wear so when we do our our team bingos, I wear a uh, pink troll wig. So you'll have to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got many, uh, many different things I could get. Out of there. My son's Some a big props. superhero fan. Yeah, I got props galore here. Oh, Good. Steve says, "Yeah, great idea." So there you go. Sign me up. <laughs> And Eric, hey, great to hear your story, Adam. So there Thanks you go. Listening there. Okay, God bless you, man. Give my best to everybody at Lally Ford. Again, on behalf of the Humane Society, thank you for everything. And um, I'm sure we'll be in contact in the next little bit. But thanks for being awesome, dude. Thanks. You too. Pre appreciate it. Adam Lally from Lally Ford. Lally Automotive Group, great guy, my guest on the show. See, hour goes by like that. Simple as that. Um, if you want to find out more about the awesome work that Lally Automotive is doing right here in Windsor-Essex and Chatham-Kent, lallyauto.com. Uh, check them out today. And uh, I don't know, maybe we film a segment when he's got the new Ford Bronco in. We'll go for a ride, like coffee and cars. Just an idea. We'll throw that out there, like Jerry Seinfeld. Anyways, uh, again, thanks to everybody at Lally Ford for being awesome supporters of the Humane Society. And speaking of being supporting the Humane Society, uh, we are selling our mugs. They are out and about. You can pick these up at Divinal Designs. Some of the folks who have purchased mugs, who listen and watch the show, uh, is out in the community delivering these. And they are enjoying the program. Rick St. Dennis there enjoying a coffee mug. Missy Hunter enjoying another mug from the Arms Boom and Lag Project. And my first guest on the show ever, Luke Michaud from Big Wiggle, enjoying a coffee out of the mug. So the big issue is changing the channel. You can upgrade the conversation with positive vibes. That's what we're about here on the show. Partnering with Divinal Designs, offering those high-quality ceramic mugs, $20 apiece. And those funds are going to two great charities in Windsor-Essex the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society, and the Ronald McDonald House at Windsor Regional Hospital. So if you'd like to pick up those mugs, you can talk to Debbie at Divinal Designs. You can find them on Facebook, or you can message me directly on Facebook too. I am doing some deliveries when I have some time and I'm in the city of Windsor on a weekly basis. So message me on Facebook and we will get you those as soon as possible. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Don't forget this Friday, we've got David and Meredith Finch, uh, comic book artists and writers and good friends of mine that are going to be on the program. You better believe we're going to nerd out a little bit on Friday night. We're also going to talk about some really cool stuff that they're doing in the community here in Windsor-Essex. And uh, that'll be just after 8 o'clock this Friday, uh, the 30th, on the Arms Women Like Project. Until then, have a great rest of the week. Stay safe, take care, and thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.